I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at RAINnetwork.com. This is RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emily Donahue. Welcome. There's a small landlocked country in the Balkans that has been the focus of a battle for ownership with repeated outright conflicts since the 14th century. The country is Kosovo, and recently there's talks that tensions there could spark yet another conflict. But is there really such a risk? Well, here with some history and background is Matteo Ilardo, Reigns Europe analyst. Matteo, it's great to have you back on the podcast. Hi, Emily. Great to be back here. What is exactly happening in Kosovo right now? Yeah, lots of things happening in uh, in Kosovo. Uh, we have yet another day of uh, blockades and, and demonstrations in the north of the country, uh, the region of Kosovo, where uh, the majority of the Serbian minority in the country lives. We're talking about uh, 50,000 people uh, living in north Kosovo, um, protesters, are currently si- showing no sign that they will remove trucks that are currently placed at uh, several border crossings between the two countries, between um, Serbia and, and Kosovo. These are roadblocks, basically trucks filled with gravel and other heavy machinery, uh, impossible to move without the cooperation of protesters. So this is already causing disruptions. But beside that, um, these roadblocks were accompanied by a flare-up in tensions and violence during the weekend. We saw uh, tensions soaring uh, with with hundreds of ethnic Serbs um, at several border crossings engaging with with, uh, Kosovo's police, which is majority Albanian, exchanging gunfires at several checkpoints. And even we had a report of... um, uh, European police mission uh, called Eulex, uh, one of their uh, patrolling unit, uh, one of their armored vehicles was attacked by a stun grenade by an unidentified individual. Uh, there were no victims, but this uh, clearly shows the level of escalations we, we're witnessing in North Kosovo these days. Um, Kosovo authorities also said two Serbs were eventually arrested for attacking police officers in uh, in the weekends. Again, no injuries uh, have been reported so far, but we are seeing effectively the worst escalation of ethnic violence in Kosovo uh, since the, the barricades of 2011. Can you get a little deeper into the main drivers for these tensions, both recent and possibly historical? Sure, I'm on the... Uh, the very trigger of the demonstration we saw in the weekend and that continues still now with the with roadblocks we had um, basically the arrest of a of a senior police Serbian police officers in North Kosovo uh, that was uh, together with hundreds of other um, Serbian officers resigned from his post in November to protest against what is the most proximate driver of the conflict, which is uh, recent regulations by the, the government in Pristina and Kosovo that required all um, Serbian drivers living in Kosovo to phase out old uh, car license plates that were issued by Serbia before 
the country's independence, before Kosovo's independence, to use new uh, license plates issued by, by the state of Kosovo. Uh, as a reminder, and, and that, again, when we'll go deeper into the root causes, uh, ethnic Serbs in Kosovo do not recognize the sovereignty of, of Pristina, so this clearly is a hugely political and symbolic issue. Um, eventually, we started seeing protests uh, and tensions flaring uh, ever since this summer when there was a deadline for such an agreement to be implemented. And this agreement, this, uh, this um, rule, the implementation of the rules were eventually postponed uh, gradually uh, month in month until we arrived to a new deadline in November um, uh, during which the, the government in Pristina seemed this time very much um, intended to, to, to go through with, with this implementation, although gradual, and that triggered uh, a mass resignation and demonstrations in, in North Kosovo uh, from police officers that basically refused to start fining, uh, issuing fines to, to their own um, ethnic, uh, other ethnic Serbs in the north. So uh, one of these uh, Serbian officers was arrested on charges of, of terrorism as he was trying to cross the border into Serbia. And that triggered a uh, very violent protest that, that so far have lasted days, uh, have escalated into violence, and, uh, and has forced the, uh, the, the government in Pristina to postpone local elections that were supposed to be held on uh, the 19th of November to replace uh, several of those uh, official civil servants that, that resigned their posts in protest. Also several of Serb of Serbian police officers were replaced by um, ethnic Albanian uh, police, so sent by special forces sent by Pristina to enhance law enforcement in, in North Kosovo that alienated even more the local community. Let me hop in here for a second, Matteo, and ask you uh, to clarify the ethnic tensions between um, the different groups in Kosovo. So the ethnic violence actually date back way before the, uh, the Kosovo's very declaration of independence in 2008. Uh, we saw uh, violence erupting in the 1998-1999 war where um, Albanian separatists were uh, attacked basically by uh, Serbian troops that repressed the the uprised in uh, uh, violently and that triggered NATO intervention that, that bombed Serbia, uh, forced its troops out of Kosovo, uh, which eventually eventually declared independence in, independence in 2008. And uh, the NATO-led peacekeeping mission, the K4, has been deployed in Kosovo ever since, ever since 1998-1999 war. The presence of NATO troops so far has kept uh, the peace, although with with um, periodical flare-ups, like not to not unlike the ones we saw this summer, and even the ones we saw we're currently witnessing, the problem is the significant escalation not only on the ground but also in the rhetoric of the two leaders from both Kosovo and Serbia, in particular, uh, the president of Serbia, Alexander Vucic, even uh, raised the prospect of having Serbian troops intervening militarily to restore peace in North Kosovo. Um, he said he would ask uh, NATO uh, permission to have uh, a thousand Serbian troops return to Kosovo. This obviously is not allowed under the uh, agreements that were signed to end the war in 1998, uh, 1999 actually, but uh, it 
it definitely shows a significant escalation in uh, in rhetoric and uh, US and EU uh, are both uh, here urging the, um, the two sides to de-escalate and we may see this uh, sort of diplomatic pressure increasing moving forward, particularly from the US that is the real um, peacekeeper here. So let's talk about a way out of this current round of tensions. Are the two sides able to find something, do you think? So the situation remains very complex. First of all, Kosovo, after declaring independence from Serbia in 2008, has never been recognized as a, as a, as a sovereign state by Serbia that still refuses to do so. Uh, this is the main point of contention between, between the two states. Serbia calls North Kosovo uh, part of Greater Serbia. It doesn't recognize it, uh, does recognize it as its own territory, um, and uh, demands uh, some concessions from from Pristina. Among which the main demand remains this association of Serbian uh, um, majority municipalities, which would uh, guarantee a series of uh, supervisionary power sharing uh, uh, arrangements in in the region. And uh, this is something that was effectively agreed between the two countries in during EU-led negotiations in 2013, if I'm not wrong, in Brussels. But Pristina has refused to implement the this aspect of the agreement ever since. So that's the main demand from Serbia, whereas Kosovo clearly demands uh, official recognition from Serbia. So the two countries are clearly on very separate, very uh, polarized positions, but... In broader geopolitical terms, this is obviously happening in the context of an overall deterioration of the security situation in Europe. Serbia is often accused of acting as a proxy of its historical ally, its bigger brother, so to say, Russia, to create uh, instability in the Balkans and draws NATO's attention and resources away from Ukraine. But honestly, uh, there is a series of lingering issues here and real grievances on the ground on both sides that are actually those fueling the crisis. So it's really about sovereignty and control. It's not about license plates. It's not just about Russia. So the way forward is actually to bring the two sides together and to probably the EU and the US will try and insist, apply more pressure on Kosovo rather than than Serbia. Uh, A good way forward would be to accelerate political agreement, giving Kosovo real uh, reasons to believe its recent application to join the EU will be taken seriously and demand Kosovo to recognize what Serbia is asking for uh, recognition in North Kosovo, the, the uh, association of Serbian municipalities. So that would be the, the first way forward towards normalization of bilateral ties. And, but the way ahead is still long. Matteo Alardo is Reign's Europe analyst. Thank you, Matteo. Thank you, Emily. Pleasure being here. Your latest analysis of unrest in North Kosovo can be found in Rain Worldview. Yes, indeed. Rain Worldview is our platform for strategy and operational risk professionals with customizable risk and geopolitical intelligence, real-time threat monitoring, and client-specific briefings. Rain Worldview is the trusted source for more than 500 major global organizations. Become a Rain client today. Visit rainnetwork.com for details. R-A-N-E-Network.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening.